Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today we are going to be talking to Dahlia Brown Shook, who is a medical intuitive and psychic healer. So I'll bring her on in just a moment, but first a couple of announcements. If you have not grabbed my free 20-minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, make sure you do that. It's on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com, and it's right at the top. Next, I still have a couple spots available for my galactic retreat that I'm hosting here in Hawaii on the Big Island. That is September 14th to the 17th, and this is going to be a retreat like none other where you're going to be doing daily intimate connecting with your galactic family and guides. And then if you just happen to be on vacation, coming to Hawaii, definitely if you're on the big island, not on Oahu, but on the big island, come on one of my big island UFO tours where I will teach you how to look at the night sky in a whole new way and you will see spacecraft for real. Um, and then one more really exciting thing. I have just finished my newest Oracle deck, my ninth deck, and this is Wisdom of the Galactics. And it is available for pre-order right now. They will be shipped mid-July when I return from Peru. So make sure you grab a copy or a set of the new Oracle cards. And I have brought together 13 different galactic races. There are four cards per, so 52-card Oracle deck. Um, with channeled messages from each of those groups. So that's also on the website, mysticmanta.com. Without further ado, I am bringing on Dahlia. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It is so nice to be here. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, thank you. Well, let me introduce you to the listeners and the viewers. So Dahlia Brownshook of Holistic Medical Healing is a certified holistic intuitive and trauma-informed regulation specialist. She has her master's degree in occupational therapy and certifications in holistic health, movement, somatics, energy, and nervous system, as well as extensive background in disease, brain health, pediatrics, mental health, and healthcare. She helps people of all ages and backgrounds. As a medical intuitive and psychic healer, she helps people of all ages and all walks of life, including spiritual CEOs and business builders. Bridging the gap between science, medicine, and magic allows her clients to find safety in their bodies and transcend beyond any self-imposed limiting behaviors. She harmonizes the masculine structures for health and wellness with the feminine flow of emotional resiliency. She assists you in accessing and excavating the wisdom within your emotional body for deep healing. This process of transmuting your trauma and rewiring your nervous system creates healing, health, and wealth for clients. She uses a multi-modality, multi-dimensional toolkit incorporating Eastern and Western modalities to help you anchor into the safety from the inside out while supporting your body, mind, and spirit. Wow. So <laughs> that's a lot. And first of all, I just want to say woman after my own heart, you know, combining kind of that Western with the Eastern you know, science meets the magic. I call it science meets the woo-woo. And so I would love for you to share with our audience, like how you grew up. Like let's, let's understand your background first to know how you transitioned into this career. 
It's such a good and fruitful question, and I will try and make it really concise. Okay. No worries. <laughs> it's so interesting because my my lineage is from Jewish mystics. Mm. And our family was created because two great mystical families came together in ancient ancient Palestine and you know had a family. And, and that is, and that is like so many, many like millennia ago. Yeah. And, and I know in this lifetime, you know, I was raised very, uh, very medically based. My father is a retired neurologist. My mother was a teacher and very empathetic and very spiritual, very, she wouldn't say she's spiritual. She also wouldn't necessarily say that she is psychic although she knows she has those, those tendencies and we know together, she and I have been together for lifetimes okay. that this is just our next one that we're yeah. on together. Uh, I was raised very medically because of my father. Anytime there was dis-ease or disharmony or emotions or, you know, injuries, there was always medicine or a pill and, and I'm not, the intention is not to knock healthcare because I'm a huge believer in it. Yeah. I feel my father is like the ultimate like healthcare professional out there, uh, which is funny because I used to say this with like such pride where it's like he'll put himself on the back burner to make sure everyone else is okay. And now we see that quite differently, <laughs> you know, but that's like what healthcare, you know, that's how you are raised to be in, in any kind of like traditional healthcare setting. Uh, growing up, I was also, Three older brothers, I was the feeler. I was the mover. I was the shaker. I was the crier. I was the felt everything way too much. And now I know that I had all of these voices in my head that were coming to me from my guides. Mm -hmm. But way back when, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and anxiety. And it all made sense because it's gen genetic, in air quotes. Okay. Uh, and other family members also went down that similar path. And there's always reasons. There's always stories. There's always reasons behind the stories that we make. Uh, my first career was an artist. And my mother always had me going into all of the somatic experiences of mm -hmm. dance, movement, voice, expression. And I was a struggling artist because they don't ever teach you the business behind being an artist. Right. And, uh, and it's really interesting. I'll just yeah, a little caveat is in undergrad, I desired to go down the art therapy path, but it was discontinued my third year. And so I went down the uh, art expression path. Okay. So 10 years later, when I am dealing with my own, you know, dis-ease, disharmony within my body, and that looks like major depressive disorder, anxiety, social anxiety. Uh, it also looked like, you know, addiction and uh, hair pulling, skin picking, nail biting, all these different things. Like every, I think everybody's life for them. And this is not a great blanket statement, uh, but we just, we go down that path of so many challenges mm -hmm. that our human body doesn't know how to manage or conquer or feel better from. And so yeah. for me, I looked outside myself. Growing up with a learning disability because of a trauma at 12 months old, I also was raised thinking that I wasn't smart enough. Mm. And I was never really good enough. And those were, those were the colors that I lived life with. And then 
I went back to school and got my master's degree in occupational therapy. And I started learning about the gut health microbiome and the connection between what you put in, in your body and on your body and how that expresses itself differently in our genes and our genetic makeup and in our neurotransmitters and how that is then uh, shown differently of how we operate. And I started to learn that I could change my operating system, an operating system that used to need the cocktail of medications and the, uh, you know, the different modalities of psychiatry, psychology, all the different things that we used to do, people still do, realizing that like that wasn't enough to help me get out of my own shell. Mm. And so enter my occupational therapy uh, profession, which I absolutely loved. And then it led me down even more into holistic health and the somatics of healing and the nervous system of healing and what that really looks like. My father and I have fascinating conversations now, by the way. I was um, curious, like, yeah, how did your very Western medical doc doctor dad, like, accept that more, like, holistic side? I went down the brain injury path. So it was very medical. Okay. And I went, I mean, and it's, I mean, occupational therapy is based in disease. So I was managing, helping people manage and heal their own disease. Alongside that is when I went through my own healing journey and realized I need to be sharing this with everybody, all the different multimodalities. It's not just one size fits all. And there's so much healing that can come from it. And so I started, you know, getting trained in all these different credentials and certifications and, you know, it's interesting because he knows I got off of all of my medications. Mm -hmm. You know, I walk people through a gut healing protocol in some of my programs if they are wanting to decrease any kind of medication use. And, and I've now been off of mine for, I don't even know now, but over seven or eight years and which we never thought would really be possible because I, it looked like major depressive disorder. It felt like major depressive disorder. Um, I had a hard time operating. I mean, it's just, you know, when somebody is so down, you do need sometimes that quick fix of medication to help those neurotransmitters support them so that right. they can then get out of themselves. So when I turned 40, astrologically, it has uh, been pointed out that, well, I woke up the same time everybody else woke up. Okay. And the star seed inside of me, um, uh, chose to move across the country, away from Houston, Texas, away from healthcare, away from my family. Uh, and I got married and my husband said, well, you can do whatever you want. And I was like, well, I want to heal people holistically. That's what I was already doing. I just want to do it outside of the medical model. And so this is where holistic coaching came into play. And through this whole process is when I have learned so much of my psychic tendencies and channeling capabilities in client sessions and mm -hmm. allowing people to heal in ways that they never imagined possible. And, and I think that's where I'll close for now because I know that was a lot of information. Oh, I love that. And okay. So, so you didn't, so you have this whole mystical like heritage, right? In your epigenetic lineage <laughs> coming through. However, you know, your family is really like mainstream, logical, you know, that kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. yeah, you're the artist, you're the artist, your mother's the artist. So did you know when you were growing up that you had psychic tendencies? My first experience, it's so funny. 
Did I know it growing up? No, not at all. Okay. When I was about 16, I had my first experience when I was floating during a meditation during yoga. Okay. And that was my first exploration into, oh, this is different. I like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I then chased that with drugs, right? Thinking that it wasn't actually inside of me, that it was something that was fabricated. And and what's interesting is now when I look back, I know that my 12-month-old trauma was actually a meeting with my guides okay. where I chose to stay here, even though this life was going to be challenging. And it was like my first opportunity to leave this realm. And I also know that because of that meeting is also when so many of like my psychic tendencies came online and they expressed themselves through movement, through dance, through artistic expression. I now look back at a lot of the art. Actually, you can see one of them behind me. Her name is Mother Nature. That one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. All of, it was always light codes and I didn't know I was channeling light codes in my art. And now I look back because I have a lot of my art up mm-hmm. and it all has to do with the human body. Okay. It all has to do with movement, with energy, with source. Uh, so it's all looking back now, realizing like, oh my gosh, I was already doing all of this. However, I will say that when I go into, for example, people's Akashic records in our sessions, what is in their way, I just intuitively know. Okay. always know yeah. what is going to best serve them. And more often than not, one of one, many of the solutions that I give to them are modalities that I've been trained in. Now, am I trained in it from this life? Yes. I also know that I've had experiences in past lives when I was like the medicine woman and other things like that. So yeah. I know that it's like, it's all coming into play. I do. I still do have this, like this dichotomy inside of me where it's like, ooh, but medical model or this tool or this tool or this tool because everybody just wants to know the how. Mm -hmm. And many times it's just being in that and then sprinkling in some of the solutions that actually help people move forward. Okay, so is that where your medical intuitive side comes in? As I have deepened my own spirituality, a lot of these senses come in. So I will hear messages for people. I will feel it in my body. I had a session with one of my clients uh, last week and I felt great moving into the session. And then she and I are you know, communicating and she's sharing some things with me. And I realize I have this burning pain in my left shoulder that was not there previously. And we're talking about something. And then I ask her, I'm like, did you have pain in your shoulders? And she was like, yeah, it's the left. And I was like, okay, I feel that. That is what always happens. And then when we tap into exactly what is needed, mm-hmm. the pain is has left my body. And I was like, okay, that was it. Okay, beautiful. Well, and okay, so when when you're working with someone, what, what are they coming to you for? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so many times people will come and find me either because they are have a challenging, they have challenges with a stigma or a diagnosis or a old limiting belief that they are still operating from, that they know they no longer want to be operating from, something that keeps getting in their way. 
So I consider what I do psycho-spiritual brain rewiring Mm. because we rewire from the inside out. Yes. So many times people will come to me from that experience. Other times people will be honestly starseeds who are psychic, who have don't realize that their physical body and their emotional body has taken on the energies of people outside of themselves or a compound effect of just being in this lived experience. And it is now taking a toll on their body. So I have different packages for different kinds of people, but it's always like coming back home to your temple with your emotions and your physical body so that you can repair what is underneath Mm -hmm. so that you have the highest expression of who you are. Okay. Now I've been working with a lot of um, entrepreneurs because they are the healers of the world. Mm -hmm. And I am a firm believer that the healers of the world need their own healing. Oh, yes. Otherwise, we will take on everything from everybody else. And then we will have that disease. We will have that breakdown. And when we hit that breakdown place, we can still clean it all up. But and that's usually when people are like, oh, shoot, I need help. (laughs) Right. Uh, And and especially, you know, especially when people are running businesses and they are so focused on running a business that they forget that they are coming from this 3D body place as well. Like that needs to get nourished. It cannot take a it cannot be placed in the back burner. Okay. So, I mean, I, so many things that you said just resonate with me fully. And like, I can think of back when I was in graduate school, I didn't know anything about my human design at that point. And one of the things in my human design is I have an undefined emotional center. And so therefore I take on other people's emotions, but I'm not conscious. And I think that they're my own. And that has definitely created a lot of illness in the body in throughout my 20s and even my 30s and once i realized what was happening then i could actually consciously you know kind of not let that energy come in and affect me in a way and so um i yeah i totally understand that whole like taking on other people's stuff when it's not mine. (laughs) And yeah, so, okay, so someone comes to you, they're having these experiences. And so what does a session look like? Like, okay, are you doing it over Zoom? Are they in your office? Are either? Okay, so I'm coming to you, I'm having some pain, or maybe I have an illness or anxiety. So what? (laughs) Walk me through a little bit of how you work with clients. I love that. So Whenever somebody signs up, I have different programs. I have different offerings. Uh, I don't do too many one-off sessions anymore. I will every now and then to help people. Uh, I have a free three-step brain optimization toolkit on my website, which is a great taste of like how I work with my clients. Mm-hmm. And many times people will ask me like, well, what are you going to do? What, what is what you're doing different than like, you know, the next person over? Typically when people, you know, sign up for a session, um, we always start with a health intake form. And I always send them a form to fill out so that I can gather as much data about what is going on for them and to get some information on if they understand the sensory system and if they understand how that plays out in their own physical being. If they have done any kind of, if they're familiar with gut health, if they are familiar with like what they have done in the past, like, have you just done CBT? Have you done like, you know, what have you tried in the past? What has worked? What has not worked? And what are you looking to accomplish 
and what is currently getting in the way, because this is where we, this is where it's like the nervous system regulation on all fronts matters because it is not, it is not a single system approach, right? This is a whole body approach. So I always start with a question, health intake questionnaire. Uh, whenever we have a session, we, I always start with grounding energy, bringing in guides, uh, some very quick, like breath work to, you know, connect our energies together with the collective. And then we jump right in into what, you know, if there is there a specific one or two things that you are needing to overcome or that keeps getting in your way and how can we, what can we do differently? And then what tools can I help give you that are going to help you implement those strategies? Because what I see happening is, you know, if people come to me and they are overthinking or maybe they are overindulging, or maybe they find themselves engaging in behaviors that it's like, you know what, this is like stealing a lot of time and energy from my day. And I'm tired of that. Uh, many people get stuck in the how, the implementation. And I am a huge believer. It's like we have to have action steps. And sometimes those action steps can be, hey, go do breath work and do some integration. Right. Or maybe go take a bath and go to sleep. Like that is action as well. Many times, though, people are missing the daily sustainable action steps to help them rewire. Okay. And so if we are on repeat, nothing's going to change. Yeah. I mean, we get stuck in our emotional cycle, right? Right. <laughs> the wow. feedback loop. So how, um, can, I mean, can it be really easy? Like, can these steps be easy or is it always like a process and a challenge from your perspective? I had a client say to me the other day that she always thought healing had to hurt. Hmm. And this was the, our first, um, our first healing session. She was like, wow, I didn't know it could be that easy. I think it's a, like a multitude of like answers for your question, because I think we live in a world where things are hard. I think we live in a world where collectively there's a lot of um, high cortisol running around yeah. and there is a lot of dysregulation. And so I think when people are learning how to co-regulate inside their body, is it easy? There are some easy steps, but I don't think it's easy. I think it takes structure. I think it takes discipline okay. because yeah. Because staying the same is easy. Change is actually harder because we have to be even more conscious, consciously aware of any systems or patterns and how that's not serving us. And most people get stuck because they don't know what to do next. Right. In the more, majority of my programs I offer, um, you're probably familiar, Voxer support. So it's the walkie talkie app. And what that looks like, some, you know, some people use WhatsApp. Um, but what that looks like is accountability on a daily basis because people get stuck in their own head or in their emotions or in their own aches and pains, mm -hmm. and they don't know how to move out of it. And when we start learning how to move out of it, this is when we start taking a feeder road in our brain. And then we create like this new neural highway of taking, doing something different. And then that becomes easier, but it's always that stepping off into the unknown on yeah. what you're not sure of if it's going to work, if it's going to be enough, all of those limiting beliefs. 
requires faith mm -hmm. and it requires trust. Yes. And it requires us to not move into self-abandonment, which I think is something that we're all very good at. Yeah. If we turn on the TV mm -hmm. or if we have a computer or if we have a device, it's just easy to run away. Yeah. I love that. Um, so when you're working with a client, okay, so are are you clairvoyant, clairaudient? Like, how are you all of it? Clairsentient? Um, like, how? I, I know, so the sentient, because you're feeling it in your body, right? But are you seeing it as well or just hearing, again, the messages? So, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I want to just understand more about how you experience the medical intuitive side and the psychic side. I have this inner knowing. I can hear the messages. Um, I can hear the voices. If I don't speak it out, uh, it will get louder. Okay. Uh, I feel it more in my body than anything. And then I hear it in the messages. Okay. That's my inner knowing. And I just, I seem to know information that I, I really like should not be privy to. Ooh. Right. And anytime I, and I think, you know, when I think back to like my clients, what they say is I'm just so intuitive of how I reword their experiences of their emotions and their experiences with their body that I'm able to like take their, their like hodgepodge of symptomology mm -hmm. and put it into like working form so that they can then make sense of it. And it's no longer looping in their head. Does that make sense? It's, it's, it's been so hard for me to like explain what do I do? <laughs> I wish I could just say, Hey, we do breath work and energy work on my side of the field, <laughs> but it's so much more. So then, so when you're tapping into the Akashic records, is that kind of the same process as tapping into their body and all of that? Very much so. Okay. And is that something that you just naturally came to understand how to tap into or was it, did you take classes or? How so, did that yeah, I've actually, I've done uh, a variety of different certifications to work in the Akashic records, but it actually came quite naturally when mm -hmm. I was going through my own trauma of having to put my dog down. Um, and at that point it was premature to let her go. She was one of my guides and I gifted her by letting her move on. And her body told me loud and clear that she was ready, but there was a lot of Akashic record reading from other practitioners and myself into her records and into our records. Mm -hmm. And that was where I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is a phenomenal modality. Mm -hmm. And we, it can be utilized for progress. And from there is when I started actually channeling light language. Okay. So how, did, how does that come through you? Is it word, vocal or your hands or writing? Vocal and hands. Okay. Because yeah. I do it with my hands. Okay. It's coming through my vocal, but I'm a little more hesitant for some reason. <laughs> it's taken a little practice uh, <laughs> for me to trust my voice in that manner. And I now know it, and it comes in through this like foreign language that the soul understands, but it's also like always working in my hands 
and it just and it and it just flows naturally in the way that I also move my body and that's what I realized was you know all these little movements that I make with my hands that's why I would say like when I was an artist I was channeling light language okay like that's well, all I was doing I had no idea well and I used to I mean I've been very artistic my entire life too and I know that whole I mean creativity and whatever expression really is channeled information, right? And so I used to choreograph dance. I used to create jewelry. Well, I still create jewelry. I create these oracle cards. Like I, I'm just a creator. And so when the light language started coming through my hands, I had some kind of activation, like, mm -hmm. like instant activation. I just started doing it. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, not <laughs> I'm going with it. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. But, it. but there's so much energy that comes through that, that right it is a soul level understanding because it's not something that you can interpret like yeah. put into words yeah absolutely it's it comes out a lot when i i will teach movement medicine in different people's mastermind courses and i offer that for my clients as well and it is the somatic side of healing trauma so that people can anchor into their highest self mm. and using different diverse modalities all into one. But that is when I will also include some light language because it just, it speaks, it speaks in a way that I can't do it through English language. And, yeah. and it speaks to the soul in a way that it just recognizes and brings it to a state of homeostasis. Okay. So when did when did that start coming through you? And when did you know? I mean, so I know when you were doing the art, that was light codes, but in terms of the vocal and the, through the hands, when did you realize this was something a little different? At first I thought I was full of it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that because I think a lot of people who experience these things, number one, they're like, okay, what's going on? But then others are like, okay, yeah, look at me. <laughs> It's interesting because with my background in mental health as a patient as a, and as a practitioner, I understand how psychic and spiritual people mm -hmm. get misdiagnosed with like bipolar and hearing voices and all these other things. Because when I started channeling light language, I was scared to do it in front of my husband because I was like, he's going to think I'm crazy. Uh, now I just let it flow. Now I just trust it. It is, you know, and when you talk about, you asked a question about like, is it hard? Like in heal, in terms of like healing, right? Mm -hmm. I think true healing comes down to a place of self-trust. Yeah. Knowing that we actually already have the answers inside our body. Mm -hmm. Because of our lived experience and trauma, it can make it look a different color. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, we start making labels around it and we start calling it things. And then we get tied to those stories. Yes. And that is where I'm very passionate about helping people move beyond that place. Okay. Because I think that has been my lived experience. Mm -hmm. well, I would love to dig a little deeper in that area because that's something that hits close to home actually. So my great grandmother, um, 
I don't know if it was in the 40s or 50s, but she was diagnosed as schizophrenic. My knowingness tells me she was not schizophrenic, that she was just experiencing these other realms. And as I say that, I have full <laughs> chills. Yeah. Um, so, and then we've had other, you know, people like then my grandmother on my mother's side, um, clinical depression. Um, but I feel like she was highly gifted. I, I feel like we have this whole lineage of giftedness that has turned into, like you're saying, um, depression, anxiety, other, other ailments. And then now my daughter, I can't talk too much about what she's been going through, but you know, teenager, but she, she's highly gifted mm. and she has a lot of diagnoses that, um, I think they're just trying to label something without understanding. First, I want to say similar thing on the female side, like we can, so many emotional issues. And in my family, we have, uh, schizophrenia, bipolar, all sorts of different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it seemed to be stronger on the female side. But then I also want to say that I, I have so much love in my heart for you as a mom, going through what you're going through, navigating this journey for your starseed daughter. Mm -hmm. I have um, a program called Superpower Program for Kids. And this is where I work with the child and the parent. And, and what I realize is that most of those children that I've always seen mm -hmm. are actually psychically gifted and yeah. they just don't realize it. And a lot of those conversations with the parent is um, educating them on turning their sensitivities into their superpowers and how that happens. And that's exactly how I like to, you know, that's like the medical intuitive part is let's mm -hmm. turn your sensitivities into the superpowers because what I've seen in the superpower program for kids is people go down that traditional medical route because that's what we are taught that we're supposed to do. And if we don't, then what does that say about us? You know, if we don't provide all of the avenues for healing, it mm -hmm. also takes people down the route of medications and, you know, those pharmaceuticals and everything else like that. And that's when I got started when I was 15 on pharmaceuticals. And so but there are also so many plant medicines that are legal and pediatric approved for lack of a better word. Right. This is where it's like the dichotomy of like the medical. Right. Cause I'm like, yeah, I mean, yes, I know people who have successfully used plant medicines right. legal or not right. even as teenagers. Yeah. Yes. And, and just the doctors just are not trained in this. Right. And it does take that whole body approach um, I had a, I worked with a mom in emotional resilience, which is my adult program and the child in the superpower program. And so much of this was because she, this daughter was self-harming. And from my understanding, that's not happening anymore, but she was so hypersensitive mm -hmm. to everyone outside of herself because she herself is gifted. Yeah. And then she would turn it around on her and turn it inwards. And 
And I love, love, love watching children thrive beyond what they thought. Because when you grow up with that perspective that you're needing to be fixed, yeah, sets your entire life up for like break, learning how to break that. And most people don't realize that like, wait, first off, you're not broken. It's just the way that it's presenting mm -hmm. is maladaptive. And that's where it's like, we have to take, we have to cut, like we have to take what is mm -hmm. and their daily lived experience because that's the reality. And it can go awry so quickly, especially with hormones. Yeah. Uh, especially at that age, because they're also, you know, their friends are everything if they have friends mm -hmm. and if they don't have friends, then that's a whole thing in itself. So anyways, I digress. Um, but I'm just, I'm sending you so much love because there is, there's nothing more powerful than watching children, watching kids blossom in ways that they never thought possible. I have an 18 year old in my program who is graduating, who just, she just graduated from high school and because of major depressive disorder and hospital stays and added weight because of pharmaceuticals and all those different things, she was failing, didn't think she would uh, ever get out of high school. And now she's graduated and is going to college. And it's like, that is amazing. Yes. So there are ways, and I know you know there are ways. I'm not well, telling you you don't know. Oh yeah, well the thing though, um, like even though we have been navigating this for the last few years, I, I've i had to honor where she is and what she's willing to do or not. And so her first experience was wanting to go down this like Western medicine drug kind of route. I always do, because it's easy. That's the easy route. Yeah. And I know um, her, so her father, he is self-medicated, undiagnosed bipolar. And so my daughter knows that. And so she's always been worried, like, that that's going to be her story or that it, that's her reality. And I did, I mean, as her mom and she, what I love now, she is coming into her own realization of that she is gifted mm. and she doesn't quite know how to navigate that though yet <laughs> and she's embracing she's she thanks me sometimes for being alien so she can be half alien and have all these <laughs> all these things and so um we're, we're coming to a point where you know modalities like what you do are gonna be everything yeah beneficial and so i think that the more that parents and the kids themselves understand that there are different ways to approach this than what our Western society has deemed okay and normal, mm -hmm. that we're going to be embracing, um, you know, these beautiful indigo and crystal and rainbow children <laughs> that are coming in to the world that are really going to help shift the, the earth into the dimensional awakened being and so anyway so i would love for you to any any other information you want to share for any parents out there that might be going through this i would definitely encourage them to reach out because i think this is i only take a handful of kids in that superpower program uh a year because 
it's so involved with the parents and the child because obviously you, it was like, you're working with more than one being mm -hmm. in this physical form. Yeah. And uh, any tips that I could give to just not give up and to not, not give up from a place of like fatigue, but to not give up from a place of, you know, that there are solutions out there. You know that there are the right people out there and they will come to you when they're, when she is ready and when you are ready and not one second sooner. And yeah. to, if something doesn't feel in alignment to question it and maybe move beyond that, but recognize that like for a, and this is what I do tell the parents is no matter what, there's a reason that your child has gone down the path that she has gone down. And it doesn't mean that it's the end all be all. It just means it's part of her journey. Right. And I say that because my mother and I have many conversations of, you know, I'm, I'm trained to help people with hair pulling, skin picking and nail biting very much because of my own lived experience of doing that after my trauma at 12 months old. And then again, in my twenties mm -hmm. and thinking that I was doomed because of my DNA realize not knowing what I know now, which is all of that can actually be manipulated. Yes. And the power in our brain is so much more powerful than we, we realize. We also have to clean up the, the emotional mess. We have to clean up the neurotoxins. We have to clean up the physical body so that those messages that come through don't turn maladaptive. And I think that's the, I feel like there's so many messages right now, but if like, if there was something else that like, you know, if you have a child who is struggling or suffering, first off, I would totally go to my website and list to, listen to some of those child testimonials um, from either the parent or the kid, because your path can look different. Mm -hmm. And also whatever your child's going through, make sure you are getting support as the parent, because with a highly sensitive child, they are going to take on your fears, whether you like it or not. And so if your fears are running your show, guaranteed they're running your child's show. And so it's really important for you to clean up your own stuff as a parent mm -hmm. so that you can be a cleaner channel. It doesn't mean we do it perfect because my goodness, we do not at all. <laughs> no, we're human. But oh, yeah, you can be way more conscious. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And then, and even having those conversations with her, depending on her age, she sounds like she's the perfect age for this is having those conversations. Like I understand that you don't, you feel, you don't feel worthy. You don't feel good enough. You feel like this is going to be like your life forever. And I just want to tell you, it's like, I feel, I get scared about that too. Right. Just being really honest. Hmm really, really honest. And then if you can put her in front of somebody who has struggled and recovered um, and, and has seen the light at the other end of the tunnel and continues to see the light because everything that she's going through now, she will probably go through when she's 20 or 30 or 40 and her right. knowing how to navigate it and it not be the doom and gloom. Yeah. So, you know, for anyone listening, yes, I have a history of major depression disorder and anxiety and medicine and all that. And I am human. And when I am feeling low, it can look like how it used to look. It doesn't mean that that's how it's going to look the next day. And that's the difference. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, one of my um, spiritual mentors. She said something brilliant one time. She's like, 
you know, whatever the emotions you're feeling, it's just what you're doing in this moment. It's not who you are. It doesn't define how you have to be in your life. It's just, you know, okay, experience it and let it pass through. you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, beautiful. So, um, okay. Oh, we have a question. Do you also work with anorexia? I have worked with all body image challenges. Yes. Okay. Cause that's something that, yeah, one of our, I'm, well, I know that is probably a little more common than we would think it is. And <laughs> that's again, something. Yeah. What I will say with anorexia is I see it as, and, and this may be very different than other professionals. Everything is a symptom. Mm. Everything really is a symptom. Now, if we have some DNA things going on, if we have some genetic things going on, there are certain, I have an online dispensary with, uh, with nutraceuticals that are the highest, cleanest quality. I don't ever recommend anybody like go to their, you know, general store and get a supplement and start taking it because those things can wreak havoc on our body, especially if we are like psychically and intuitive. Uh, and people just don't realize that. So it's like, I'll do muscle testing with people. But um, the point is, It's all underlying symptomology mm -hmm. that points to a bigger challenge. And that is what I like to tackle. Because when we tackle that, all those other symptoms start getting cleaned up. Now, here's the challenge of it. Mm -hmm. Even something like body image or anorexia or even, I mean, it's a toxic, it's a toxic thought pattern. Yeah. And our brain, just as we can get hardwired for wellness and prevention, we can get wired for toxic thoughts, which then creates a toxic body. Right. And so, and that, that's the harder part. I mean, we can work on daily habits. We can work on all these things and that can turn into sustainability. Mm -hmm. The harder part is the mindset, the emotional part, the part inside, the deep inside that thinks I am not good enough. And no, nothing I do will ever be good enough. That's where I like taking people from like their pain to transformation. Because when you start living free from that, the whole world opens up. Mm. And that's no matter the age, when we are living from a place of disease, not just dis-ease, but it's gone past the dis-ease into like full-blown disease. Right. We can't operate from our truth. Mm. But it's hard for both things to coexist. And so learning how to have that sustainability in our co-regulation and do it from a place of alignment mm -hmm. of our natural gifts, which is where I love like the human design part, uh, makes all the difference in the world. And, and I will tell you that if you haven't had her human design, um, at one point in time, I was running a program um, where I offered everybody who came in a human design reading with somebody that I loved because I don't do that. Um, I do. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Great. So it's like some, yeah. somebody who knows all that and then yeah. how to incorporate that into the daily life. Mm-hmm. Because many times when people are coming from a place of dis-ease, they get stuck in the daily life part. Right. It's the, it's the living, the, the skills of the living. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and just to that human design point and when you were bringing up fears, so anyone that has the undefined splenic center, they are likely to be absorbing the fears around them um, and amplifying them because they're not natural to who they are. And so that's, that's something that actually, um, like my daughter, I have my spleen defined. She has hers undefined. And so you're Mine's right. Okay. So you're right. So if I'm having any kind of fear around whatever is going on, whether it's the world or her life or my own life, then she's picking that up without realizing it. And it's probably causing, you know, more anxiety and, and just the people around her, her environment. And so anyway, so I, I know that there are underlying blueprint kinds of things that are kind of creating some of the stuff. However, having, you know, people like you who can help get to that deep root. Right. Yeah. And, and then, like you said, start to rewire the brain. So everything, everything is changeable. Everything is changeable. <laughs> I want to, I want to say something to something you said though, because um, it's not your fault, FYI. And I know I don't need to say that, but for any parents who are listening, like, I know what I said. It's also not your fault <laughs> if your child is like incorporating or, um, you know, integrating something that you're thinking that may not be beneficial. Like, yes, we are powerful and it is really important to know. And that is also one of the reasons why I teach people energetic boundaries, because we can clean that up because we're all susceptible to different things based on like our open channels and closed channels and other things like that. So it's like learning that energetic hygiene and that's a lot of what I also do for my entrepreneurial clients because they're taking on their, their clients mm -hmm. stuff without even realizing it. And then they're bringing it home. Right. <laughs> and then you have the kids and the dogs and everyone's a little funny. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole balance, right? <laughs> Being a human is not for the faint of heart. Oh, it really isn't. It really, really isn't. And, and personally, like it's been brought up again for me, like that 12 month old trauma. And it was like, oh my gosh, come on. And that's the thing. It's like, we don't have to keep reliving those, mm -hmm. but it's like, there's always deeper layers of healing. Yes. To help us get to that next step. Yes. And I hate subscribing to that, but it is very true. It is. That's been my experience as well. And my observation and whenever you think something is healed, well, at some point it might come back in a different form, just at a deeper level. So until we're ascended masters in this life, you know, we're, we're still here to do the work mm -hmm. if we choose to. We don't have to. Yeah. We can just live our lives and die. That's fine, too. My husband's very happy with that. And I'm like, you know, there's a part of like the grass is always greener, so to speak. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's just, you know, to know what we know and to be able to help in the way that we help, it helps the collective ascend. And that's what we're here to do. Yes. And um, my husband's similar to yours, I think. He's just, he didn't, he didn't consciously know he was going to be on a wild ride with me in the so way that. <laughs> He's just like, okay, you, you do all that stuff. And I'm just here with you. Okay. <laughs> he, call, he calls himself my support person. 
Okay. And it's really interesting though, because when we go into meditations together, which we've been doing every morning, um, or at least once a day, I am heightened with him being present. Interesting. So I, so he really is like one of my support people. It's so okay. interesting. Well, and we don't meditate together, but um, I, he helped, mine helps ground me and and support me because in my in my astrology, I am all air and fire. And and then just this whole galactic thing, I'm like, you know, I'm out there, but he helps tether me to this world. <laughs> and not in a bad way. It's not like like I feel chained down, but it, I feel um, much more, I guess, grounded mm-hmm. and secure. I, I'm so glad that he you have that in him. Because I experienced the same thing. Yeah. Well, it took the third try. So, you know. <laughs> I didn't get married till I was 41. So I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. You and I, we've been together eight years. I'm 50. So, yeah. So we met when I was 42. And uh, yes. <laughs> but I needed to go through the other ones to, like you said, I mean, there was massive um, trauma that I kept recreating from my childhood. And then when I finally realized, okay, I'm the common denominator here, that's when it got real of like, oh, okay, it's not, these people, they're just doing their thing. Now let's do some deep healing here. I think that's, (laughs) I think that's the enlightened spiritual part is um, even my stuff has come up recently and uh, my spiritual mentor, she's like, you know, it's not them. And I was like, I know. I'm aware. I know we. So many people do want to put the blame on the external person, like you know. And and yes, there are some people who have issues, like anger issues, or you know, addiction issues, or they're bipolar and are not in control of that, or you know, kind of crazy, real crazy. But that doesn't mean that we have to have them in our life necessarily. So you know, it's all what we're vibrating at (laughs) frequency wise. That is exactly right. (laughs) Well, so how do people find you? And if they want to work with you so that, I mean, that superpower program for the, for the kids, that sounds amazing. So how long is that program? It is a six month commitment and more often than not, like I only have one spot open right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, More often than not, they end up re-signing for another six months and then a year. And then, I mean, so it's, uh, that program has been phenomenal to watch, you know, the kids thrive in ways mm-hmm. that they never imagined possible. And I love hearing from the parents. There's so much relief mm-hmm. for the parents to know that what they're, the support that they are paying for is supporting their child in such a high level yeah, that it is really helping them move beyond and get out of themselves. Right. Um, And that's, and that's what I do in all the programs, regardless of the age. It's just, I know kids specifically girls, teenagers, I think have unique challenges in this day and age with social media. And one of the very first things we always tackle is the gut microbiome because it can always do better and it can always get better. And, and that takes, you know, three to four months to reprogram in itself. And so I always start there 
because okay. those are easier habits to change. Mm-hmm. And then they start to notice different things inside their body that are small wins that encourages them to continue doing that work. Okay. And right? that's important because oh. if you don't see results or see anything changing, then it's like, well, what's the point? Exactly. And we don't start with the painful stuff. I mean, I think that's, you know, a misnomer is, you know, we don't go straight down into like the dark and the dirty because you won't want to see me again. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't serve you. Yeah. Like people already know enough of their stuff that isn't working out. Let's let's focus on emotional intelligence for the things that are working, mm-hmm. which automatically can help shift them out of the that victim mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's really one of the hardest things to get people out of. But once you're out of it and you start to realize that you have more power, that's where they're just blown away. And then they want more. Yeah. Right. I mean, I had that that 18 year old uh, that I just had a session with last week. She was like, I'm hungry for more now. And I was like, of course you are. <laughs> because you. It's it, anyways, it's just it's beautiful. Um, how can people find me? So I have a website, holisticmedicalhealing.com. You can find me on Facebook at Dahlia Brown Shook or on Instagram at holistic.medical.healing. Uh, I have a free three a free three-step brain optimization toolkit. And part one is meditation, breathwork, energy work. And yeah. about minute 13 is when I really start full-blown channeling. And it's amazing. I always tell people, I'm like, listen to the end because the end was like so powerful. Uh, part two is movement medicine. And so you can experience um, how I help people move people uh, move trauma out of your body because it's always stored in those organs. And then step three is a uh, nutrition guide for mental health. So people can have the foundational tools to really help their gut microbiome support the body that they want. Okay. Well, I love that. And I have really enjoyed having you on. And I, I feel like um, you've given some parents, including me, like hope that, you know, there's, I mean, yeah, there's so much more out there available. And that's why I love having these conversations because I feel like my mission is to help introduce to the world different, different people in different ways of thinking. Yeah. So that we're not stuck. I love that. And thank you. Thank you for the service that you do. Uh, I feel like this was a meant to be meeting. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm definitely excited to continue the conversation. And for any listeners out there, if there's any questions whatsoever, please feel just reach out, you know, click the contact me button, ask me any question. Nothing is off limits. Uh, if you find yourself, you know, just wanting to move beyond something that previously was, there are so many solutions. Yes. And just because you've tried things in the past doesn't mean it won't work in the future. Different seasons require different tools. And if you have found yourself succeeding and you now find yourself struggling, it just may mean that things need to get tweaked. Mm. And that's how easy it can be sometimes. Yeah, that's beautiful. And just to clarify, you can work with people over Zoom remotely. Oh, very much so. Yes. And then you're also based in Wilmington, North Carolina. For those of my North Carolina peeps that might want to go see you in person. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. And for those watching and listening, thank you so much. And I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha.